are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, another crazy week that'll probably involve like about five minutes of talking about the games and like the rest of the show is going to be all covering the craziness of since... Since the Wayne Rooney, Rooney hiring, we'll get right right into it as we as we talk the show. But first, John, how you doing, my friend? As you, I see you adjusting your camera. Yeah, I don't know if and, I'm uh, trying to get get in focus. I don't think I'm aligned correctly yet. I gotta fix it. Um, how was my week? It was pretty good. I can't complain. Uh, I don't remember anything that happened in it. Now was there there were there was soccer games that I watched. I don't think I did much yep. else. Oh, I was in Virginia Beach. I was in Virginia oh, Beach nice. all weekend. I was I went to the beach. Uh, with a child who has decided she's afraid of water after previously liking the water and then deciding the water was bad. Uh, Kids, man. That's Yeah, I'm, I'm told they change like every week. So th- this week was a week we probably should not have been at the beach, I guess. How about yours? Okay. Uh, it was good. Uh, watch soccer. The the kickers were my like one hope for men's soccer, and they unfortunately lost. Uh, but we signed a new player who apparently is supposed to be pretty good, so that, that, just, that news just dropped today. Uh, DC United was bad. The spirit was meh, but in the grand scheme of things, b- still bad. Um, yeah, it was a, it was, it was, it was not a, a good sports weekend, and also just you know stretching my time between Richmond and, and Lynchburg. Hard so. to be hard to two be in two places, two more weeks at once for sure. Dude. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, let's let's jump into it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to probably the news I think most people want to hear us talk about. Um, but we got we got to eat our vegetables. We got to we got to talk a little bit uh, before we get to the dessert of of rumors and scandal and everything else. Um, we got to get into the <clears throat> talk about the games. Uh, DC United uh, had two games that we're gonna talk about a little bit. We're gonna kind of I think we're gonna kind of merge the the segments a little bit, merge the games a bit. Um, we'll, we'll obviously be probably talking about one at a time but we're not really gonna have defined segments here um because they were basically in in, in all honesty john from, from my perspective um results are starting to become less and less important uh spe- specifically like 2-1 you know because this team is apparently is being blown up right in front of our eyes um and we'll get to that in a minute but first john let's talk uh let's start with columbus 2-2 draw i think it was was it this was the first game I thought like since the Rooney announcement? I believe that's correct, right? Yep, I think so. Am I correct about that? Yep, it's the first one where he um, was calling in the lineups. Yep, where he was calling in. So the, the biggest shift obviously was to a, a four man back line. Um, I thought the game looked probably one of the strongest performances we've seen out of the team. They look like they definitely bounced back, um, so to speak, from being really just nothing in that in that Philadelphia game. Um, so you did see the team respond. I think they were certainly it, it's good to see them, I think, come into this game at home um, against a tough opponent and say, you know, that wasn't us. We can be better. And um, they showed it. Um, I don't I, I guess we can talk about some of the defensive. The defensive was bad, but offensively, I thought they were they were dangerous um, again. Also, Columbus was resting players. They probably thought they could. But, it, you know, it's a sense the team still was able to kind of uh, you could see maybe the beginnings uh, of a team under Rooney, maybe having a little bit of an extra pep in their step. I thought there were several players that clearly elevated their game, um, knowing that the the new bosses in town, the new bosses watching and paying attention. Let's talk about who those were. I think I think that's important, right? I think that, yeah. <coughs> particularly as we're looking at a team that is being 
dis- disassembled for parts uh, as it, as it's being playing. Uh, I would say that Chris Durkin, in the in, mm-hmm. in in the correct position, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but playing in the midfield, sort of his general home, I thought played very well in the Columbus game. Uh, taxi is taxi. He had a number of missed opportunities, but the cool thing about it, similar to Ola Kamara, is that even though he had more, he should have scored more goals than he did. He still put one in the net. Uh, he missed a penalty, which he's really, really going to regret. I think that was, you know, that was that was a tough one. That, by the way, just from a just from a process perspective, kind of a hilarious outcome. Uh, ref, remind, remind me the way it went. The ref uh, said foul. What did, the, the, the ref indicated something. The linesman overruled him. Then it went to yeah, VAR said, no to foul. overrule the linesman. Yes. <laughs> weird, 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 just weird overall, like, VAR type of game. We'll get, we'll get into the real controversial, um, con- the, probably the, the biggest controversial moment of it all, but just, like, a weird situation. You're right. It was referee called penalty. Lines and was like, no, 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 not a penalty. I'm going to overrule you. Said, I don't think that was a penalty. He didn't get the ball. Then it goes to VAR, and then it ends up becoming, becoming a penalty. He still misses the penalty, yeah. so I don't know if it really mattered in the end. Um, but, you know, hey, that's, that's, it, it's a good moment to see Taxi Funtas when things just aren't going his way. He still finds a way to put himself on the score sheet, put the ball into the back of the net. Um, I have a feeling his. I think he has like a certain record for like goals in like games or something like that. Uh, the the forward he was on the opposite side, uh, Cucho Hernandez, is probably going to smash that record into little bits uh, very very quickly here. Uh, two very just uh, really sort of very nice goals um, from him. In this game, uh, but you know, overall, I mean, I, I think we, we know this team is bad defensively. Um, they need help defensively. I'm not sure if it's going to come this window. I'm not sure if it should come in the, come in this window, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but it, you know, it was just kind of it was still it was a good good performance to see this team kind of fight back. Um, I'm trying to think of like any. I think Kamarni yeah. Smith also he has a bit of a pep in his step. Uh, I would uh, from what we've seen previously. I would say one player we we have to spotlight, and I think for a good reason. And we're also going to have an interview with him later this week, which is news to Ted that I'm breaking now on the episode. Jackson Hopkins, who has been anointed yes. as the new chosen one by our <laughs> uh, by our manager after approximately one training session uh, and uh, maybe some film uh, at the U20s, uh, but he decided that Jackson Hopkins is going to be. Uh, a major part of of what this team's going to look like under Wayne Rooney, and he performed very very well. I think Ted, you were uh, singing his praises on Twitter, sort of saying like you can see that in this new system, this player brings exactly the skill set that's needed. And he's you know as you're building this team, you've gonna if you're gonna fill one of your attacking spots with an 18 year old kid on the minimum, like that's 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 great. That's more money to spend elsewhere on the team where you need reinforcements. Yeah, it's it's. It's good to see, and 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 we'll get we're going to talk about identity, and I and I've been you know banging banging the drum for years about what I think DC United should do, and what I think they should make their identity uh, based on their current ownership situation. Um, I think Jack, what Jackson Hopkins does is you can see the skill he has on the ball, but I think there was a moment he was um, he was he had the ball down the right side, and he had time and space. But I, I know so many players. Young players, even players as skilled as like Kevin Paredes, that would just immediately pick their head up, say, "All right, I'm just going to hit a first one-time ball, try to score the goal." He doesn't. He takes, picks his head up. I think he sees. I want to say it was either Estrada or Roberta. I can't remember who, and just picks him out right in the center of the field. It doesn't amount to a goal, 
but it amounts to probably a better opportunity than if he just tried to hit that ball first time. So that's like that that type of patience, that type of of vision is something you don't see in a lot of young players. And I'm extremely excited about him. Um, I'm excited that the the one out of all the the moves that Rooney has made, some some I've liked. Uh, we'll get into those. Some I've been a little bit nervous about. We'll get into those. Um, I think it's a positive that he very much seems to trust um, to trust youth players and want to sort of play them and grow them. And I think that could be an overall positive um, when when talking about the team. Uh, so I, I like Jackson Hopkins. I think he's deserved minutes. He's deserved starts. And I think it's great that we finally, we have a coach that's willing to do that. Um, and we didn't have that with Chad Ashton. Chad Ashton did not seem, uh, Hopkins, Hopkins very much vanished sort of into the, into the lineup. And I was really concerned that he was not going to get the looks that he was going to get. Um, and even though I heard all the, all the stuff about Wayne Rooney, I was like, well, let's see what happens when he gets here. He might say like, oh no, 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 I need to win now. Like I got two years on this thing. So th- that does not appear to be the case. Uh, which is a very good thing. Yeah, I mean, well, you could say that he's just putting the players. Now he's not. I don't think he's necessarily worried about building for the future. I think he's very much saying like, what, what do I have here now that can win me games now? Because again, year and mm-hmm. a half. And Jackson Hopkins created the most chances on the field. There aren't any other players on the bench that you would say for sure have to be in over him. So, uh, very very happy to see as you are another young player getting an opportunity and, and seizing it. And I think we're going to see a lot more of him here in the rest of this the rest of the season. I hope that he has the legs for it. You know, coming basically coming from he's not played not played in college. He played a few games at Loudon last year. Didn't really get a full season in. He's had international duty. I'm just hoping that he's got the legs this this half season here that he's got a chance to really prove. Hopefully, he's got the legs to be not just 15 minutes here, 10 minutes here. He's going to be, you know, 75 minutes, 90 minutes if he can be and. Uh, I think other than that, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the specifics. Uh, Funtas picks up a small knock and is made, and as, as a result, is unavailable for the next game, uh, which the res- the effects of which are very obvious once you watch the game. Uh, and the thing, obviously, uh, Kamara Kamara lays on the ground and <laughs> puts in a, puts in a goal in the 90th plus two, which was great to be in the stadium. Yeah. Did I have money on Columbus winning that I placed after they got beat seven nothing by Philadelphia? Perhaps. So was I was, was I slightly mixed when that goal went in? Slightly. I'm never going to bet against United again, even though it seems to be most of the time a way for me to print money. Uh, that that experience <laughs> that experience of feeling like mm, as United equalizes an extra time has is a lesson. I've learned my lesson. I'll bet on other teams. Yeah, and we you know let's talk a little bit about that. I'll talk a little bit about that moment. I, I think it's been sort of talked to death. Uh, Columbus fans are will. Contend till the end of time. That was a foul. And you know what? I, I won't sit here and 100% disagree with them. I think even some DC fans were like, we got away with one there. Um, what I will say is I, is I agree. I may not agree with the initial call of whether that's a foul or not. I think you could. The referee could very easily blow his whistle for a foul, but he doesn't. He keeps his whistle. Um, who knows what he sees that maybe causes him to hesitate a little bit. Uh, then he goes to VAR and, you know, the, the, the structure of what we want the air to be is clear and obvious, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt type of overturning. And you can't sit there and tell me that I can't remember the Columbus defender who's grabbing on. I, I know it's um Heinzeich, I believe. Yes, Heinzeich does in the process fall down and take out the Columbus defender, but he's also getting grabbed in the back. It, they're both tussling for the ball. I think the referee is 
feel that fully within his right to say they are both committing a foul there. There is no way I can call that one way or another. I'm just going to let my original call stand, and it's a goal. Um, I think it, I think if he calls a foul in live play, there's also no indisputable evidence to absolutely overturn that either. It's one of those things. Uh, so I think that is, to me, that is almost the type of thing that I want VR to be. Because I feel like we, we see too many times it feels like some referees interpret this as, well, this is my chance to sort of re-referee the game. And it shouldn't be. It should be you know, clear and obvious that there was an error and it needs to be overturned. Um, and that it should be a, a tool to assist, not a tool to referee the entire game. And I feel like we see some referees, you know, in Europe, um, and also some around MLS who think this is, this is their way to sort of completely change how they referee the game. Um, and I, I don't think it's a, it's a tool that should be used for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a scrappy draw. Um, and then we get to Minnesota this there was, was no taxi, less. and this will be less talked yeah. about. <laughs> less talked about uh, the game against uh, Minnesota. Uh, no taxi, and it sure as heck looked like there was no taxi. And and honestly, this should be this is my argument for everybody talking about you know, the, the running joke on Twitter is now well the team is focusing so much on the attack, and we have taxi. Why do we need to focus on the attack? We have a bad defense. I say true, but. Right now, if Taxi's not on the field, this team has absolutely nothing. Like, you can expect maybe a little bit of a downturn when, like, your best player is out. But if you can produce almost nothing in the attack, no chances to mention of, no real cohesion. No shots on goal at all in the entire No shots minutes. on goal. Look, when you are second from last or last place, I'm not sure where we are at this point. I haven't even lo- I'm not even looking at the standings at this point. Bottom with two games in oh. hand. Bottom with two games in hand. So we're last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything needs improvement. Offense, mm-hmm. defense, midfield, everything. Goalkeeping, everything. Like, And so I think right now the right call now is to look at, well, how can we be more effective offensively knowing that we're going to get a, a chance maybe in the winter to maybe retool that team defensively? I think you're going to see maybe some defensive players come in, and we'll see We'll see kind of how it is um, as far as, far as that um as far as that goes, whether they do sign a defensive-minded player, uh, but for right now, I think they're I think they're making the right call, and I think this Minnesota game is, is exemplifies it. Um, either that's a boring zero-zero draw or a two-nothing loss. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. Rafael Romo, just for for reinforcing that, according to Footmob, has had two games all season, uh, rating above seven. Uh, everything else has been six, five, four. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sold. Uh, Bill Hamid is apparently, uh, he's, he's tweeting a little bit more now he's back from, he's back from the, the internet dead. Hopefully that means he's going to recover a little bit faster from this surgery than, than maybe thought. I don't think, I mean, obviously it doesn't matter if he is going to leave at the end of the season. I would prefer that he play some, the last time he left here, he didn't, he wasn't played throughout the end of the season and just left, uh, because it was a contract dispute and he just didn't play and then left. So I hope that doesn't happen again, particularly if he's, I mean, whatever's going to happen, he should, he should be on the field at the end of the season in September. Uh, and uh, Wayne Rooney should be looking. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, who's the, who's the goalie in that played for Watford last year that does a whole bunch of YouTube videos. Is it Ben Foster? I, I, yeah, I have no idea. It's like his, his YouTube name is cycling goalkeeper and he got fired from Watford because they were mad at him for taking YouTube videos all the time, like on the field, like during training, during warmups, he had like a little GoPro on. Uh, but 
he's available. He's 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 unattached. He probably he'd probably be better. Uh, but yeah, let's not talk anymore about that game. It was a disappointment. Players like Durkin were playing in the wrong position, and mm-hmm. the the Estrada the Estrada Hopkins dual system up top was 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 a was a mess. And I don't want to think about it anymore. It was it was a it was a good like contrast. Like Columbus was, this is a team with faults, clearly still, but. They have raw offensive talent through Taxi, and he makes the players around him a little bit better. But also, they have real offense, really, de- really big defensive deficiencies, as seen by giving up a goal one minute after you score and take the lead. Uh, yeah. And then the second game in Philly shows how paper thin the depth is. That when Taxi goes away, that you all these other offensive weapons you have. Um, Minnesota, not Philly. I'm sorry, Minnesota. You said Philly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Philly Philly exposed a lot of vulnerabilities. <laughs> that showed us a whole Phil, bunch. Phil, Philly exposed what happens if you try to have no plan and have no direction. Yes. Uh, let's get into that. Let, let's let's get into that direction. Um, so I think we, we, we've touched the games. Um, uh, let's start. Uh, so we all came last week and we're like, you know, John, I, w- I want to get your impression. Like, did, did you think you were going to see just the drastic overhaul of the roster the way you've seen it when you when, when that Rooney announcement first came in, when they said, you know, we're bringing him in here to, you know, change, change up things. Were you expecting it to be this quickly? Like, were you expecting just absolutely just like fire sale on certain players? I expected signings to come in. I was not expecting the the amount of just pure uh, just really just clearly this team is is clearly heading in a different direction. Yeah, we. I mean, we were warned that trades were going to happen, right? I think that that was that was sort of the rumor about it. I did not necessarily expect them to trade our highest our best asset immediately for just money. That I did not expect. Although and we'll talk about that right now, but like trading him for money makes the most sense if you're just going to be signing players willy-nilly here for the next month. So you've got to have room on the roster. So that's what this is all about. And a, and a and a player that may have not fit is now on his way somewhere else. I'm going to flex some of my very, very limited NFL knowledge. This feels like Jerry Jones coming into the Cowboys and trading Herschel Walker away. It's like, we're really bad. Who's our bet? Who, who's who's the player who has the most value on this team? It's Julian Gressel. Who, who's the team that uh, anybody's going to want? Yeah, it's it's Julian Gressel. Let's go ahead and trade him. So let, let's get it. Let's get into that Julian Gressel trade. Let, let's. So I want to take the 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 how it was handled and just kind of place that to the side for now. Mm-hmm. From a pure, you know, roster construction, you know, what are your initial thoughts? I know you had some gripes with the amount of money the team got. I have fewer gripes about that, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, but I, I want to start with you. Like, what were your, what were your overall like impressions of the trade, money wise? What did you think about? Yeah, how, I'll start did, with did money. You agree with I'll it? start with money wise. I am upset with the amount of money they got for the and the way it was broken down over multiple years. That makes a little bit of sense because you're building for this year and next year you want flexibility and you're not trying to compete this year. But I think if you are trading your only asset that anybody else wants in the entire league, no one, I mean, maybe someone want Ola Kamara, maybe someone want Russell Canals. Russell Canals, yeah, would be the other one. But the re- not as much as. The return on yeah. those is going to be very, very low. It's not going to be even half of what uh, of what we got for, for Russell. I, I look at other in-league moves. Granted, this is a move happening towards the end of the season. So you got to take some money off the board for that. I look at uh, uh, Mark Anthony Kay, Paul Ariola, sort of the cat players for cash deals or funny money deals. And 
I am wondering, is this all the offers that they had on the table? Is this the best they could do? Or was this a rush job in order to be able to get the players that Wayne wants in right now in this window? When we all know that this team is not going to sneak into the playoffs. It's so very unlikely. They have, this team has to become mm-hmm. an entirely different team in personnel and mentality in not enough time. It's too late. Yeah. If they, if they did this earlier in the year somehow, they obviously couldn't because the windows are the windows. But like, if you were able to start or get, like within the first couple of weeks, if the Chad Ashton experience did never happened, and the guy that you wanted was available then, and you could make the move, and then you had a full, almost a full season to play in this, that's one thing. The, we are the bar, the horses left the barn, so that's why I'm somewhat concerned. Like, all right, is this the best time to cash in on this asset of a player who still had at least another year of team control through an option? Uh, at a, at a, you know he's making a lot of money, but he's also you know as we've seen over and over again from the analysis of this trade the best right wing back in all of MLS. Like almost it's almost undisputed. Mm-hmm. Everyone is saying that. So that's that's my concern. My concern about from a from a return is like did we have to do it right now with us knowing realistically where this team is going this year. Um and if we didn't then was this the best we could do? And we we'll never know that, right? There's no we there Yeah. Julie, I mean no no one really knew this was a completely black box thing as far as how many teams were looking at him. So I would from from a money perspective, that's how I feel. I'm going to get your response on it. And then the other thing about sort of fit, right? So the, the, the conversation was, we don't need a wingback anymore, so we should get rid of him. And then we said, all right, well, he could have played up further. He played up further for Atlanta. He played up further at, for Providence in college. And But we decided that Jackson Hopkins is the way to go there. So Wayne is new to roster construction, but it is if, if he thinks that at eight hundred thousand, or 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 yeah, you know, whatever the amount of money he's making, nine hundred thousand. The marginal difference between what Jackson Hopkins can provide on the league minimum, I could probably find a way from a money ball perspective, spread that money around the rest of the field and get better in more than one spot. That's possible. I mean, that's arguable. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, get in the way of that. I think there's somewhat of a danger in placing the bet of the entire farm on a player with like two hundred and fifty minutes in MLS. But I mean, sometimes you got to make rough calls, particularly if you're only here for a year and a half. <laughs> you got to make big bets. So go ahead, Ted. What do you what yeah. do you think about the the move from a roster construction perspective? I will say, from this perspective, I agree with the notion that you know we're we're that that this team seems to finally, finally for the rather than just trying to retool certain things or bring in certain pieces. This now finally feels like a complete teardown and rebuild. Probably for the first time, I'm going to go ahead and say since uh, since 2017 or 20 yeah 2017 um, was sort of the last time this really felt like a complete sort of teardown and sort of rebuild from the ground up. And even even this, I don't think was as drastic with the amount of players I think we're going to bring in um, and we've who we've already brought in and who we're planning on bringing in. Um, and I think from that perspective, I, I, I like that. I, I think it is is long past due for this team. You know, you look you look at the Lasada signing, and even the Lasada signing when they signed him as coach, that was more of a mentality shift of how they wanted to play. But he was playing with basically the same lineup from 2020. I mean, there was very very few changes. Um, it was you know it, it was it was very much just you know maximize what you can, and then we'll you know we'll figure it out once we get there. And even in 2022, there wasn't a drastic change either. I mean, there's more players going out than yeah. I think they had the ability to kind of bring the kind of bring Aaron, in. Aaron so did this, not get backed like Wayne's about to get backed. 
I think <laughs> I think that's yeah. clear. Yeah. Very clear. Um the, the backing is very is very different between these between these two coaches. Um and I think honestly, I mean, it, it's probably because the microscope is now on. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 they try to treat Wayne, and it's unfair to say, I mean, it is a little bit unfair to say so that any other coach would get would probably not get the same treatment. But if you treat Wayne this, like you know, that is going to get major news if he expresses. I mean, mm-hmm. if if Ernan, if Wayne makes the same comments as Ernan, like that's going to be front lead story in England. That's going to be all over the world. Um, so it's very clear that they realize they need to, you know, give him resources, give him backing. Make moves. Um, I'm glad they're doing it now. Um, for your perspective about the money, I'm not so upset over the money because I think you kind of hit it on the head, and I've kind of thought about this. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of gam flying around early in the season. Now we're getting towards the end of the season. I think that pool is smaller, and I think you have a, you have other teams. I think the interest would have been lower because I think a lot of other teams were looking at this. They've already made their big tams, but you're not gonna have Dallas go back in. And drop another million and a half in GAM. Like a lot of teams have already gone in and sort of spent that GAM, done their big signings, you know, in the first window. And now there's less of a pool to really pull from. So they, I think they got enough. I, I I like that it is spread more towards the back half. Um, we should say it is 600K now. Um, the 300K is incentives, but it's like three appearances. Basically, it's just like if Gressel goes down in his first match over a season-ending injury, we get a little bit of a discount. Or, you know, he goes down and breaks his leg and something in his career's over or something like that. I'd say count those three matches. As soon as he appears for those three matches, you know, you know, DC is going to, is going to bank in that money. Um, so I think from that perspective, I, I think the money is fine. I think they're freeing up probably a significant amount of cap space. Um, and I think it's really the only player. Like, I don't think you're going to get Steve Birnbaum. Um, I don't, maybe Russell Knauss goes for a little bit. He probably would go for like Michael Berry type money. If I'm being honest, uh, maybe for a team looking for a depth piece, maybe to make that playoff push. Um, but I do think this also does signal that the team, the the that no one's safe right now. Like, I mean, if Julian Gressel can get traded, like, I mean, I think Russell Canals could be certainly on that on that trade block. Um, I think with this with the with the couple with one of the additions we're talking about, I think one of the international strikers, the three international strikers, have is gone by this window. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's get it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say for sure. Yeah, I agree. Let's so uh, let, let's get into it. Let's talk about the two players that have now been officially confirmed as coming. Um, let's do, start with Ravel Morrison. Do, What's do, that? Do, Go ahead. Well, I think we should probably touch on the, the oh, process of, of how of how he was let go. Right, the, right. The controversial yep. thing. And by the way, if you're listening, <coughs> watching us live and want to call in and talk about how you feel about this, uh, 202-709-8441. Uh, we'd love to hear mm-hmm. your thoughts. So let's just talk timeline uh, as we understand it. Uh, if you've had an opportunity to listen to Z Soccer Pod this week, uh, good. If you haven't, do that now. Uh, if you don't have an athletic subscription and you're listening to us, I don't know what you're doing. You should have obviously done that already. But here's how it went. Uh, Julian Gressel is at the training facility wearing DC United practice gear, getting stretched out, getting ready to go for, for training. And Rory Maleta comes in to the, the room and says, hey, coach wants to see you now. Not in 15 minutes, not after practice. Uh, he goes in. He sees Wayne. He sees Lucy. He sees Dave. Uh, and he says, oh, that's weird. Okay. I wonder what this is about. And they said, hey, you know, uh, Wayne says, this part of this part of the whole thing is new to me, and I don't like it, uh, but we're, we're going we're gonna to go a different direction here, and uh, you're now a Vancouver player. Lucy also says, this is what's going on. 
as of yesterday, as of last night, you're a Vancouver Whitecap. Uh, so you're not a DC United player anymore. And that's that. And at that point, he said, excuse me? Uh, I didn't, uh, I would have, okay. I don't think that's the way to do things. But he even said, like, I, I, told, I told Dave, I told Lucy that this is not the way you should treat players. Uh, the fallout here is that his wife didn't know. Steve Goff had mm-hmm. it on Twitter two minutes after he was told. So you can figure out the timelines of when he knew and when he didn't know uh, as far as golf. So that was that was known, clearly. Uh, and he didn't get to, to plan it all. His agent didn't know. Uh, to, according to the, to the sources on the team side, Vancouver came hard for him. And they didn't let him talk to Vancouver. It was like sort of a, it was a, they, uh, that was kind of weird. Like the, I, I guess there was a concern that Julian would say, I don't want to go to Vancouver and make a big deal about it. And then Vancouver would back off because they don't want a player who doesn't want to be there. So instead <laughs> they make the move and just hope. And I'm sure, I'm sure Lucy and Dave are like, oh, he loves Vancouver. He is, he says it all the time. He's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just bought a house here. And my wife has a yeah. job here, but I've always wanted to move all the way across the country in the middle of the year. I've always wanted to do it. Um, so I have I have two big quotes here. So I'll go through the quotes, and then and then you and then you speak on it. So he said, "This is more about sort of the larger picture from Gressel's perspective." He said, "I think the club made decisions in the offseason to sign certain players to get rid of certain players because of Ernan." To then pull the plug fairly quickly into the season was, you're always smarter after the fact, but it was premature, yes. Playing-wise, we weren't as far away as the results maybe were, and I think we were better, and we had moments where we could have won games that we didn't win. I think the personnel side of things, the personal side of things just got in the way. You know, Dave, he was obviously not happy with how Hernan behaved, in a sense, so it kind of didn't take much to get rid of him. Now Wayne is coming in and making all these changes and talking to them about the roster and everything, and all of a sudden, I feel like they're realizing that it's not where they thought they where they thought it really was. It's like a consultant coming in and telling you you're not doing a good job. <laughs> so, first of all, <laughs> Julian, Julian, we'll miss you. There's not another player on the team, and I've now we've talked. We, you and I have talked to like most of the players on this team, either through interview or whatever else. He's a, Julian's the best quote. Julian, Julian is like erudite, and he'll give you. Uh, it'll give you a, a real perspective on, on things and not just sort of like give you a, a, a recycled quote. He's obviously have he, to think Dave, you have to think Dave Casper's happy not to have somebody who has a podcast where they can for sure speak their mind Rega- regardless of how like respectful he was. Uh, I'm sure he, I'm sure the team stuck team media people, you know, when he did his live show after they're non firing and everything else. Um, there has to be, there maybe is a, maybe a little bit of an aspect I, I mean, and that's that the case. With, with it would it would certainly go along with what we perceive Dave Casper's thin skin to be, right? Like I, mm-hmm. in in the scheme of things, that live show where Ernan was where he got fired had like a hundred people. It's more than we've got right now, but it's not a lot. Like he's not he's not like dwarfing DC United's media presence. So if if uh, hopefully like that's a minor thing, but I bet I bet the, you the that big, it's not nothing. The, the the biggest thing is that I'm sure that had a, that had a lot more. I think if you look at the the podcast views, you look at the action. I think it shows you how many people have listened back through that live stream. It was a lot, and then you have the quotes, and then you have the media media grabbing onto it. I mean, they grabbed as soon as as soon as Gressel went live, you had Stephen Golf on there, you had other media members on there, team employees ready, on there. ready ready <laughs> ready to get a quote. I don't know if he had team. He's not he's not he's not a DC player. So no no like, no. Oh, you mean today? You mean and, after the trade? Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, I think I'm not going to 
I, I know Dave Casper is not the. I, I'm not going to assign that. I think it was truly a. He's our best asset. We're moving in a different direction. It makes sense just to move him on. But but obviously the the way this was handled is 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 crappy. It's it's indicative of really how ML really how American you know American sports trades versus you know, versus the rest of the world, how it's handled. Uh, this is not handled in, you know, I, you play, you play football manager for any, you know, any number of times. And you see when you sell a player, they then have to agree to a deal, agree to a contract. And if they don't agree to the contract, then that's it. Your player stays with you. Um, so it's not the way the rest of the world handles. And, you know, the, the difference is in MLS, they sign contracts with, uh, with the league. And so you can just say, yep, you're going to Vancouver. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so he, what he wanted was to say, he talked to Wayne when Wayne got there and said, "Hey, I understand that you might be going in a different direction here. That's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge you that whatsoever. I just ask that you be transparent and honest with me and let me know what's going on. That's what I want. That was only a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. What he wanted was for Dave and Lucy to say, "Hey, we're going to go this way." Want to uh, tell us, tell us like, you know, you know, have that on your mind. That's going to happen. Other places you'd like to go. Can we work together? His, his theory was with his agent and him sort of like putting themselves in the block. He thought he could gotten a better return uh, than what they got for Vancouver. Like some, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that all goes. That was at least his, his perspective on the end of it. Hey everyone, this is John. Are you enjoying the show? We hope you are. And if you are, we'd really appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Those reviews help new people discover the show, and they help us grow our audience. And if you've got a friend or a family member who likes soccer, tell them about us. Thanks, and back to the show. One more quote I want to say, and then we'll and then we'll wrap up on, on Julian. And this, I think you're going to have a lot to say on, and I have a lot to say on otherwise. Yeah. Julian says, at times, I don't feel like the club knows who they are. That's an underlying issue. If you're a club that develops young players, Kevin Paredes, Jackson Hopkins, you should fully go that route like Dallas or other clubs do. But if you're not, if you're a team that goes out and spends money on international players and rarely hits on them, knife, or takes chances without fully buying in, you're living in the middle. In this this day and age in MLS, you need to choose. You can't live in the middle. Dave has been here a long time. He's had a lot of influence on all of the rosters that he's worked with, and there have been a lot of decisions. And many were not as good as the club would have liked, I think. He's spitting absolute 100% uncut truth here. And stuff that we have yeah. been saying for as long as we've had a podcast. I'm pretty sure. we, You, you and I have said Philadelphia Union, FC Dallas. That's what we need to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we've That's not what we said. And, 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 you know, <laughs> again, it's and, – and, and I think um, – um, Roach hits this best, and and I, I've kind of picked up on this too. It's a team of half measures. I mean, this is what it's been since the opening stadium opening. It's never been a team that is willing to. They've always just tried to like dip their toe um, in the water of like a couple things, and like ah no, let's move on to this, move on to this, and, and you can't you can't have that. You need to establish what you're going to be. Um, and that's been the big. I mean, first it was like oh we're gonna sign this mega superstar Wayne Rooney. That's it. That's all we're going to do. And maybe some other players, but, you know, hey, we're just going to sign Wayne. Um, and then it's been, you know, oh, we're going to go a different route. We're going to, you know, uh, spend the money on, you know, some young South Americans and we're going to keep Ben around. Nope, not going to do that. All right, let's go. Oh, we're going to go to a pressing system. We're going to do that. Nope, we're not going to do that. And, oh, we're also maybe we'll develop a few players too and sell them. You got to pick a lane and, and you got to, you can't, 
do everything and try to make it work. Um, you know, I think I think you can spend a lot of money and also develop players too, but you've got to be full on 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 those types of things. And I don't think DC has the the ownership wherewithal to basically go full blast on not only developing talent but spending money or spending money and not developing talent. So right now we've already got a great pipeline. We've got a pretty good academy that started to develop. We have a Dallas that's Cup winning the, that's the path. U16s. Yeah. That's the that's the path of least resistance. Focus on your development. You've got a, such an amazing market and you also have a market that doesn't that you know, you look at other teams out there, a lot of the players that become famous in DC are guys they for other teams, other teams, non-soccer teams, are guys they draft and develop. Those are the ones that become the stars. The Alex Ovechkins, your Bryce Harper when he was here. I'm not sure if they got Juan Soto. Um, I, I don't know much about yep. the baseball knowledge there. They signed him um, out of the... Your Bradley, yep. your Bradley Beals. Like, you know, DC loves, I think, sort of the homegrown stars. So I think that could be, you know, an incredibly effective method at really, you know, garnering interest in the stadium. Um, and so I think it's a missed, um, now obviously that the caveat is it's different in those leagues versus MLS because once those players are good enough, they get sold to Europe. But I think it still, it still could work in, in a certain sense. Um, we talk about the players we love, like Bill Hamid and Nani Nahar. They all came from sort of homegrown aspects. So I fully agree with, 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 uh, uh, with Julian Gressel there. Um, I really do hope with Dave Casper, this is sort of his, this is his last shot. Um, if this doesn't work, if this completely burns in again, there should be no longer any excuses, no longer anything. No. He should be shown the door. I'll be I'll be at the stadium with the sign, and I'm not a sign guy. I, that, <laughs> that is it. Honestly, like his point is this. DC has half tried many things. The only commonality mm-hmm. in all those tries is Dave Casper. None of them worked. So what are you saying? What are you saying that he's bringing to the table anymore at this point? Just you know, repeated failure, or you know, th- there's some wins in there, mixed in there, but the end, the end result, the goal is never accomplished. So, uh, yeah, this has got to be the last chance. Now it's with- it's never it's never sustained growth. It's never sustained no. growth under him. It's never been that. And now would Dave Casper and all and all and spoke? I would I'd ask him, but. God forbid any him ever do any media ever of any caliber, much less fan media. Uh, boy, I would be great, Dave. If you're listening, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> but I don't think in his wildest dreams the way he would want to go out is Wayne Rooney as coach, calling the shots over his over his own transfer list and bringing in people he knows from Europe for a year and a half. That probably would not be the way he wants to spend his last roll of the dice. He doesn't get a choice because that's what ownership was sort of like. We need something now. And this guy, I know him. I still talk to him. And he says he'll come here if we do this. So tough luck, Dave. You've tried. I imagine you've had some say in some other moves. So this is this is your this is your pony, even though you didn't want to ride it. This is this is what you're going to have to deal with. Uh, So hopefully, I, I, I do want I do wonder with how quickly how quickly this team seems to be signing. Now, they they finally they have signed another guy. Um. They've signed Miguel Berry, who's not really... I'm not sure Wayne knew who Miguel Berry was. No, no chance. Zero percent um, chance. B- before he came here. But they really seem to be not, you know, basically fully laying down, but certainly giving Wayne a run of the show here. I wonder if owner... I, if I will say this. If we find out, I'm going to say in the next few months, I will not be surprised if maybe Dave Casper resigns. Like, maybe this was ownership 
after that seven nothing loss, saying, "You know what? Wayne wants to come here. We're bringing him in. Uh, Dave, you're you're gonna we'll listen to you, but you're gonna take a you're gonna take a seat to the side here on this one. We're gonna we're gonna let you know, Dave. Like we're gonna it give or Wayne no. what he wants. Basically, this is yeah. this is a new leader coming and, in saying, "I'm not firing you, but I'm gonna make your life pretty crappy, and you can decide to yeah. quit if you'd like." <laughs> yep. So maybe that, there uh, yeah, might be something I, to that. There might, there definitely might be something to that. Um, I, who knows? Who knows? Let's talk Speaking about the Wayne, Let's talk about the Wayne Rooney Rolodex. The Rolodex uh, coming in first. Let's start with um, probably the most, probably one of the more controversial signings the team is, I think, going to have this offseason, which is um, Ravel Morrison, um, a player I actually did not really know that well. Um, I you know, pay attention sort of to the sides of European soccer. Um, was a player who was apparently one of like one was a you know a teenage prodigy, um, incredibly skilled player, um, but had some incredible attitude issues. Uh, we won't, you know what? I'm not going to sugarcoat it for fans. Um, he in his 20s he threatened his I think his partner at the time and his and her mom with an acid attack. Um, he also was involved in a situation where he was uh, threatening witnesses. Uh, who I think his friends had robbed, or he maybe he had taken part. I, I can't remember exactly what it happened. It was his friends. His friends yeah. had robbed uh, this kid, and the kid was going to go to authorities, and he didn't want them to be. So, I will say, threatening is bad, and those things are horrible. Absolutely, this is a kid that was in his twenties, like just out of control, like doing the wrong things, yeah. stealing boots from the locker it's, room for his friends who asked it, for them. Like he he was he was seemingly like doing all these things. For his friends, for his what his group of friends, like you know, the, all, I, I advise you. Go ahead. I was gonna say I advise you read the athletic article as from mm-hmm. a, from a balanced perspective of like what's something good you could say about this guy that sort of explains some of what his life has been. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. He's an interesting case who hopefully has grown up. Yeah. It, yeah, and and I think you know the only thing we can say, and you know, it's been brought up. Well, you know, maybe he's better at hiding it. I don't think that's I don't I don't think that I think that's very unlikely at this point. Um, you know, he's he's kept his nose, so to speak, clean uh, since 2015, I guess, was sort of the last sort of major, um, you know, major incident. Um, you know, Wayne seems to really trust him, says he's, you know, grown and matured um, as a as a as a human being. So I think that is uh, certainly certainly something to take into account um with what he thinks i think a lot of people talked about how he really looked his best he's looked in a while uh while playing at derby he played his most games um, for for derby more than he has played with any club in his entire career in, in one season in one full yeah. season and wayne kept him out of the team for eight games in a row because he was training like crap and he's like you're not you're not you're not doing your best so you're not going to play and he said that during that time he did what he he did what he was asked and he got he got on with it. I think like it, that and the gap in time and the type of things that he did when he was in his 20s, to me, bear the hallmark of a person getting older and maturing. Like he still I mean, it's, it's what that's what people do. Like, yeah, it's what it's it's what we see. I mean, it, we don't it, I, the article doesn't, I think, go into a lot of his home life. And I'm not asking you to read the article. Oh, suddenly you'll like him. I'm not asking that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not rushing out to buy a Ravel Morrison jersey, you know, once he's signed. And I don't think anybody, I don't think he's going to don't, fly off. He's only going to be here for a year anyway. So even if it goes well, <laughs> year, a year, one. a year, it's going to be purely if, if Wayne stays that extra option year, whether he gets two years or not. Um, but I mean, I think, can he come in and could he be, you know, effective here? I think he could. Um, and 
I think if those, I mean, he obviously, he, I, I think I said it on a tweet, he has a short leash. Like if something else happens while he's here, that's it. You're gone. You know, contract canceled. And I, I'm hopeful there is some, you know, very strict, like, you know, good, you know, good morals types of parts of the contract that say, if you, you know, screw this up, you know, we find you, you know, arrested or anything like that. Like you're, you're gone. Like we're, we're, we're done. We're, we're going to, you know, remove you from the roster and, you know, you can, we'll, we'll see you later. Um, so I hope those, those are in there. Um, obviously, you know, I think, I think we, we do need in a certain sense to allow people to grow, mm-hmm from past instances and i think if he he has clearly shown he's at least kept his nose clean i think we should we should allow him you know based on the whole of his life uh we should allow him to to show that chance to grow so yep. and if you're he's apparently the deal mm-hmm. i'll say wayne's giving Go him ahead. a character reference here that that should matter because mm-hmm. it's sort of his name on on the line here and also you know we talked about before about wayne crumpling up lucy's spreadsheets his his take was show me who you want to get for this role, this number 10 role. And then he watched all the tape and he's like, Ravel's better than all these people. No, not even, not even close. He's going to be one of the best attacking players in MLS if he comes here. So take that for what it's worth. You, you've signed this guy, right? You've signed Wayne Rooney and given him the keys. Let him drive. He could be right. Yeah. He could be wrong. You've given him, you've empowered this man. So give it a guy. You got to, you got to let him cook. You got to let him cook as the kids say, <laughs> see what see what he can do for <laughs> a year and a half. And then at the end of it, we'll be in some sort of new space here. Uh, and then we'll see where we go from there. This is not this is not a rebuild. Uh, it is a rebuild of the roster. It's it's like a short term rebuild. In a year and a half, we're not going to know any more who DC United of the future is because it's, they're going to have to bring mm-hmm. a new coach in, and it's going to be it's going to be different. So just focus on the now. And if Wayne wants this, and it's not going to, it's he's he's on a like you said a year and an option. See see how it goes. He's on, it's it's. it's 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 identical. It's identical to Wayne's contract, basically. It's like I think he's probably rest of the year, and then he's on a year for twenty twenty three, and then it's an option year. Yep. So it's it's identical to Wayne's contract. He he's here while Wayne's here, basically. If Wayne's gone at the end of the next year, you won't see Ravel Morrison around, most likely. So uh, we we missed um, out on Jesse Lingard, unfortunately. That would have been very exciting. He ended up going to Saudi Arabia for one bazillion dollars, I believe, is the answer. Uh, Miguel Barry, we just glanced on it really quick, but just so you know who he is, in case you somehow missed it. A Columbus crew player, uh, forward who got buried by Cucho's arrival uh, and got sort of felt, sort of lost his spot. He had previously been on loan for San Diego Loyal, Landon Donovan's club. Mm-hmm. Landon Donovan called him one of the better strikers in the country, so he he knows a little bit about that. So that's good. Uh, the the move is on. I think about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in GAM, oh, spread mm-hmm. over two years. I would not imagine that you'd want you'd want this guy to be your your everyday number nine. I don't. I mean, I just don't think you would want that necessarily. It would be a, a. I mean, unless Wayne really wants to. I mean, Jackson Hopkins is maybe an indicator that maybe Miguel Barry uh, is 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 your nine because he's talking about you know what are the players that are hungry, young with skill, and I'll throw them out there and we'll see how they go, sink or swim. So maybe it is. We'll see. I would imagine that with two DB slots open and none of the players being discussed so far being in that role, I think he's going to want to fill at least one of those with a with a pedigreed number nine that will score 20 will score 20 goals in a season i think very possibly i i would say if the, if they still have a designated player so right, right now i'm thinking based on what we've heard I, i'm thinking one they'll get one more dp 
I'm not sure where it is going to be on the field. That's going to be probably the big question. I'm, I'm trying to think about where you would put it. I hope it's not defender, and, and I'll go into the many reasons why that is a very, very bad move in a lot of ways. Um, nothing looks worse than signing a designated player, goalkeeper or defender, uh, and having it completely crash and burn. Like Tim Howard? You look like – you look – yeah, you look way – you look – Complete well, Tim Howard. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, I won't get into that. Tim Howard did like have a good first season with Colorado. I think Colorado made a run to the Western Conference final before very clearly suffering the signs of age. So it was a complete complete disaster for him. But it was, yeah. I mean, but you you look silly. Raise out like the 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 was it the goalkeeper for Algeria Algeria that Philly signed. Like you look you look ridiculous. It is honestly worse in my opinion to whiff on a. Defensive signing that on a defensive DP signing than it is to whiff on an attacking signing, and that's just the way the roster rules. It's it's dumb. It's the way the roster rules are constructed and what they incentivize versus what they don't incentivize. Um, but regards of Miguel Barry, um, he was a guy. I mean, talked about early this year by a lot of the you know your your Matt Doyles, your your guys who you know, sit down and have time to watch all these games because they're paid to said he was really good. Many people thought he he had taken sort of he had taken um, Jassy Zardes spot and then the team traded Jassy Zardes and said, well, we're going to sign a designated player. He has not had the impact he had last season, although I will say I imagine possibly they told him, hey, we're looking at this other guy. You're not going to be the guy here. You know, we're going to look elsewhere here. We've, we've got this guy we're, we're interested in, you know, we're going to, you know, he wants to come here. Uh, he's going to get the starting role. And then they looked for an op- opportunity for him to get her. A lot of teams apparently were interested in. So DC did beat them out. Um, so if you talk about one thing that um, <laughs> maybe Dave Casper is good for, it's negotiating these trades. Elite this is kind trade. of his, his wheel. Yeah. His, this is his wheelhouse a hundred percent in what, in what he's able to do. Let's, uh, let's talk um, to Phil Jones, Ted. Phil Jones. Yep. Who? Um, I saw this and said, oh, God, please no, because my first thought was this is going to be a DP contract. Um, apparently, from what we read, I think, in the article, I think they're looking at more of a loan deal for like a year. Um, it would be sort of his last year at Man United. Then maybe there's an option. You could probably keep him at a TAM level. Um, and then also next season, you're going to have some open um, mm-hmm. some open defender uh, slots. We'll see. what I'm very curious with, with Wayne in here what's going to happen with Steve Birnbaum. Very curious. That's going to be one to watch. Um, but with you know with with the move, so I'm more I guess okay with it. Um, particularly because if it's not working out, I'm sure we can just send him back to Man United. Say nope, not working out. Sorry. Um, and then that's 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 that so to speak. He's already going to be you know by the time we realize maybe it doesn't work out, we're already you know entering the summer window. Um, I still kind of don't hope it happens. I hope we have some something else up our sleeve. Um, but if it does happen and it is a loan deal, I'm not so 100% opposed to it. I'm just not excited by it. Yeah. I mean, he's had a very rough 11 years <laughs> at Man United, I believe. It's been a really long time, too long, two of his long contracts. Uh, very diminished player. I think it would be very bad for the league if Phil Jones comes in and is like nails center, <laughs> nail center back for, uh, for DC United. It would be good for us. But I'll be I'll hold my breath until the Phil Jones articles are being reported by the Athletic and not just tabloids, uh, and, and yeah, that that that's the big thing. There's basically you know, there's going to be an article with Wayne Rooney and every player he's ever played with, who uh, who is <laughs> who is out of contract or or out of out of favor. We have a lot of questions to run through real quick, and we've already gone pretty yep. long. So let's whip through these questions from Right Stuff Seven Six Nine Zero. Said I think the question on so many minds is how much turnover has to happen 
to make this DC United team competitive next year? Uh, and who are the non-taxi guys you could really count on to stick around by year's end with contracts coming up? We've talked about this a couple times on, on episodes about sort of who's, who's out and who's likely to stay. Uh, we, can, we can sort of whip through here real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'll just whip through the roster real quick and say uh, uh, stay, stay or go. And then well, you can say what you think as well. Uh, next year. Yep. Tony Alfaro, stay or go? Go. Yep. Steve Birnbaum, stay or go? Go, but I will not be surprised if he is back. I think stay. I will, I will not be surprised. Yeah, you I think he stays? I think he stays on maybe somewhat of a lesser deal. I don't know that he can command his big, big money anywhere at this point. Uh, Russell Canals. Well, this was this was his big this was his big big money contract. I know. I'm like, saying I'm saying resigning. I'm saying subsequent yeah. to now. Uh, Russell Canals. Yep. Stay or go. Ooh, probably go. Honestly, I think I, I could see I could I could see the movie. I could see him. I'm gonna put some money in saying that he will be left unprotected and he will end up at uh, St. Louis next season. I think we trade him now before we even get to that point. Uh, if we don't trade him now, yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will say that's most likely what's going to happen. Jafal, stay or go, stay. He's young. Well, we'll see. Jafal takes an international slot, that's and those the are going to be those are going to be very in demand by Wayne. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, point. I, I, I think you're going to see him drop back down. I think they're going to send him to Loudon at some point because I think they're going to bring in if they sign the players that they're talking about. Um, and you know they're going to free up probably one slot from the international slots if they want to sign more. They're probably going to have to look to like do some of the wizardry with the with the with the Loudon squad. So Chris Durkin, stay or go. By the way, Chris Durkin is technically stay. a supplemental twenty five to twenty eight spot, and on the homegrown and U twenty two initiative. So there is some funny money going on with making sure Chris Durkin gets paid. <laughs> you said stay, right? That's stay. stay. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Estrada, stay or go. This is an this is an interesting one to go. Mean. Go, and here is why: international spot. $5 million fee. Uh, don't necessarily think that he is going to create. I, I just, you you and I know, you and I have talked about this. There are some members of the fan base that are big fans of his. Look at his numbers, his accumulated numbers as a sign of both his fit and skill. I think we can do a lot better, particularly at a $5 million transfer fee. Yeah. And, and I think, I think also this is, I think, so the, I guess the interesting thing was, um, I think uh, Jeff Carlisle dropped whether Miguel Berry would mean that Ola Kamara would finally be on his way out. And I think apparently they've sort of changed their tune on Ola. Again, Ola was here. I think we're seeing guys that were around Wayne when he was here, even for a brief time, are, he maybe has seen a little bit more of them. Um, but he's out of contract, right? They're getting a, yeah, he's out of contract next season, but they're, they're giving him maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost. Um, apparently, I guess they want him to stick around. Hmm. I think that's why Estrada is probably the one who's going to be who's going to be gone. Um, he's going to be gone next season. Interesting. Taxi stay. <laughs> no go. Stay obviously. Uh, Jeremy Garay is a technically he's a homegrown on a supplemental spot deal. Who cares? Yeah, Loudon. definitely stay. Yep. Uh, yep. Jacob Green, same story. Stay Loudon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Gedry, Gidry. Put him back I in Loudon. Put him back I, in Loudon where he's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hamid, stay or go? Go. Go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Heinzike, stay or go? Stay. I'd listen to offers on Brendan. Um, really? I would. I would. I don't know that you're going to get I, any, but I'd listen. I, I think in a better defensive system, I think he would do, he would do better. Um, I, I I'll be curious. I I, I kind of want him to sort of stick around. I think he's been one of the better defenders. Of we, our defense has been poor, but he's been the one guy I think that has 
shown an ability to be um, to 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 rise above a little bit. Jackson Hopkins, who still does not have a profile picture on DCNN.com or on FootMob. <laughs> stay, obviously. Stay, obviously. Ola Kamara, yeah. according to you, think maybe going to stay. I think, yeah, I, the man scores goals. Well, no, here, yeah, l- l- let me say, let me say, I think he stays through this year, and we'll see what happens next year. I, I think, I think the fact that, you know, he does, the team didn't, didn't get what they wanted for him, um, I think says a lot, so. So you're saying, you're uh, saying that the, the return on Ola in the league for a half season is low, and that's why they're going to keep him. I, I think I think they're going to keep him around because I think right now it's worth it maybe to have him at least in there as a guy who kind of fits the four two three one system, so you can kind of build around that, and then you kind of make an assessment as to whether you're going to bring in a, a big striker. Estrada doesn't fit that role. I at like all. that. Like it, Ted, yeah. I, Ted, I think that's a great point because you're. This season is about evaluation anyway, so basically what you have is a stand-in for a real number nine that you want, like a facsimile version of that in Ola Kamara, and just I think that's I think that's exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. John Kemp and stay or go? He's gonna stay. Go. He's gonna stay. Otherwise, they're gonna have to replace three goalies because I'm gonna keep talking here. Uh, Ted Cudi Pietro, <laughs> stay. I'd love hey, to see him yep. get some more minutes. He needs to maybe go down to Loudon mm-hmm. full time and get minutes because this I don't like this for him. Uh, Andy Nahar, stay or go? Stay. Stay on a new contract, finally getting what he deserves. Um, yeah, he probably he he's probably going to shift up to the left wing. Um, I think that's that's in his future, honestly. Um, Hopefully, he stays up. healthy with uh, that. Right, left, or right wing, I should say. Uh, maybe as like a depth option over there for Jackson. I think you're going to see less appearances from him, though. I think you're right. That's a good point too. As a shift, his value really was that center back that could do it all in in that three back system. It's not not going to work in a four like a four back system. And it's I don't know work. and I don't know when you put him up against the wingers in the league how much better he is. He was a, it was an anomaly that created matchup problems where he was and now he may just mm-hmm. be a guy. Like a good guy but just but nothing nothing that is uh either irreplaceable on a on a roster or somebody that you can't match up against and find a way to neutralize. Hey, this is John. I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support our work and keep this train running on time, there's a couple of ways that you can support us. First, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Any amount you'd like to give is great. Our Patreons will get the full audio of our shows on Monday night every week, a day or three days earlier than everyone else. You could also subscribe to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. You can either use your own money or utilize your one free monthly subscription if you have Amazon Prime. And lastly, you could buy merch. We have stickers and scarves available on rfkrefugees.com, and we'll have t-shirts available later this season. We love doing this show for you guys and appreciate all the support we've received over the years. Now, back to the show. Uh, Moses Nyman, the forgotten man who has finally gotten back to the bench. Keep, obviously. Yeah, stay, and I hope I hope I hope he gets some more opportunities. I, I think he is. I think he's kind of been in the doghouse since I think the incident in Cincinnati. I, I hope I. I feel like his career maybe is starting to stagnate mm-hmm. a little bit, and I think he needs maybe an opportunity out there on the field, or he's going to be really Griffin Yao. Minutes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Chris Doyachim, stay or go. I think this might be his last year. Yeah, I'm I, being honest. I think that's right too. Yeah. It's a question of whether, you know, he's he is more of a fullback. I don't think he's quite like the wingback type of role. So it might fit a little bit better. But, I mean, I I could also see him staying. He's cheap. He's depth. You know, maybe he stays. And there's only so he many. Was around, he was around here with Wayne as well. So Wayne knows who he is. There's so. only so much turnaround they can afford to do here in this amount of time, too. So he may be a, a recipient of luck in that way. 
Uh, Adrian Perez, probably go. Probably gone. Yeah. Donovan Pines, stay for sure for me. I mean, you got. I, I think he's had his best year yet, even though he hasn't played yep. that much. Uh, progress for sure. All right. Nigel Bertha, stay or go. <clears throat> International spot, uh, one goal. Mm. See, this is the tough. I, I think this is actually kind of a tough one because he's still he's still not an old player. He's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, I'm probably going to say go if we're talking full rebuild. Probably he, he's going to be gone after this season. Yep, I would. I would also say go. Uh, we have our our, our new our new uh, Chilean, uh, Martin Rodriguez, who is he'll probably stay. He will. He will stay. He's on a three year deal. Uh, Rafael Romo, stay or go? Uh, go. Go or stay as a backup. I cannot have this man as a starting goalkeeper. I mean, I can, but I really don't want to. I prefer for him just to go, but they just signed him. I, I think I might be hard to swing. Yeah, and the biggest, I mean, he takes up again. He takes up an international roster spot. Um, He's not listed to I, I don't, I, on here, but that he has to because he has no way he yeah. has a green card. It's just not listed here. No way. Yeah. Uh, Samake, international play. It, also taking an international spot. He's probably. I mean, probably go back to go back to Loudon. Honestly, yep. um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he fits better in a fullback system versus a wingback system. I, I don't know. He'll get but, his chances. I mean, probably. Yeah, uh, Hayden Sargis. I. You know what? Saying that, saying that, I could see Rafael Romo staying as a backup because I, I forgot about Samake. He's also taken an international slot. So the, there are international players that clearly have not worked out that you will probably see go or just really be swapped out for other pieces. I, um, I've got one here that's going to be interesting now that is going to be maybe different than what we would have said for the last year and a half. Uh, but Hayden Sargis, a player paid a transfer fee paid to Sacramento Republic. This man has played very little, both at Loudoun or DC United. Just keep keep. Has he played at all for DC this season like, in games that uh, yeah, in obviously non-open cup? No nope. games. I don't think I've seen him take the field. Nope. But he's also not even. Been, I mean, not even playing much for Loudon. He he disappeared for about yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, I, I I don't know. He's probably he's probably going to be a go. He'll probably go. It, it just I I think it was just a bad situation for him to be in. Honestly, it's um, clearly not. It's clearly not clicking for him at Loudon. I hope hopefully he figures it out. Yep. Drew Skundrich. I bet people are going to be mad at this one, but I think we're both going to agree on this. You think we are? I I think I could see him staying. Me too. I, I do. I think he's cheap. I think I think I think he is the he is the line. He will become the line. He will become the guy on the roster where you know if you can push him down further on the roster, he gets fewer appearances. Then you know things must be going better. If he gets a majority of the, the same amount of appearances he's getting next season as this as uh, this past season as this season. We're in trouble. <laughs> Things have gone horribly wrong in a lot of ways. So yep. he's going to be that sort of that that barometer. Imagine if the last guy on the bench you have has as much experience with this club as Drew has gotten from this time. That's that's a big attribute. And, you know, everyone it, has their problems with Drew. Coaches mm-hmm. like him because he plays, right? Like He's always available, and they put him out there. They see something a lot of the fans don't. So you got to keep that in mind as a, as a player that they're, it, that's on no money, that's not to get a national spot. He's going to stay. It, and I will say he is being asked. He has been asked pretty much his whole time here. I think to play a role that he's not suited for. He's not. He's been asked to sort of be like an engine box to box type midfielder. This team shifts the attack. Maybe he shifts down to, you know, a defensive midfield type position. 
Um, and maybe we see we see a different side of him. Um, maybe also the the spirit might be paying some money to keep him around so they can hold on to Andy Sullivan. Um, who knows? <laughs> Could be that going on too. Uh, Brad Smith, I think you have to keep him now because he's injured. He's not. He's, are they going to release him during recovery? Uh, I think he'll. I mean, I think they'll give him. I mean, they're going to be giving for the, till the end of the year. Maybe he comes back on a cheaper option. But I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure they did not extend any part of his contract, and he. I with the way again, it's the same situation with Russell. Does he fit this system as a fullback? He's still mo- much more of a wingback type of player. I don't think. I don't think he's back next year. What, um, what a disaster that's, that's of a move the, then! What a disaster of a seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. oh, dollars a absolutely. game for a player absolutely. who already tore his ACL once on his second ACL tear on a disaster season. This was the panic move that had to be made after Paredes got that got got sold, and and the money. That was almost all of the Paul Areola money was on was on Brad Smith coming here to play sixteen games, so that'll be a disaster of a move if that turns out to be no more contributions. And I think you might be right. Last one, international player, player who up until now has contributed nothing to this club, Kamarni Smith, stay or go, who now all of a sudden has a goal and is actually creating some dangerous chances and, and, and putting in some good crosses from the left hand side. I'm going to say stay right now because it seems pretty clear that, you know, we talk about the player that Joseph Mora was looking like he was going to, at 2018, he was going to be done, stepped up his game as soon as Wayne Rooney was out on the field. Maybe we're getting the same thing with Kamardi Smith. You got a different coach in there and suddenly there's a little bit more of a pep in your step. Um, he's on, I think, I think he's on a prove it right now. I'm trending towards stay just because I'm seeing some things with him that, that are, that are impressive, but um, I think he's very much. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if that falls off, and he and he's a go. And he's English. He's a leave. So that's a yes. that's a, that's probably a, an attribute here. All right. So that's a long question, but if we look back at that, players that for sure we say are a stay: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 players out of the whole roster. We both agreed on to stay. That would be a, that would be a ma- that would be a complete studs down rebuild, tear down of this roster. It's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Look at where this roster is. Yeah. And I bet, I bet Wayne Rooney didn't also, I mean, in his druthers, he's already done Darby. I'm, I'm sure he'd like to one day be at a club that, does not require <laughs> either a saving from uh, a, a ridiculous penalty or or having to rebuild the club entirely. But I would I, say don't buy any jerseys with name on it that doesn't have Funtas on it at this moment. And, <laughs> and, and, and that there's not many players you can count on for sure to be here next year. If this team is really going to a full rebuild, and I think the Gressel move says that it is because he was our best player as far as, you know, other than Taxi yeah. Funtas. Our, this is a long yeah. episode, everybody. So if you're still here, uh, congrats. This is gonna be this is gonna be an endurance one. Brian is asking if that's the last question. Oh no, it's not. It's the first question. <laughs> uh, question about Pines. How much time until Pines gets back in the lineup to give him an extended run in the back four? Homegrown contract has flashed real upside. I personally feel he needs to be in there, growing, learning towards being a valuable piece you keep or trade. What do you think? Um. So I I don't want to I think I think we've said I think we said that Pines 
has shown, I think he, he's eliminated, again, I will say he's not gotten as many appearances, um, but he has sort of cleaned up his game a little bit. Um, I think he is suffering. The reason why I, I want to keep Brendan Heinzike around is because I think that, um, I, I think that he has his skill and, and you can't just, you can't tear down, but so much. You can do a lot of teardown. I, I think I'd still like to keep some guys around that maybe, yes, they didn't perform that well, but maybe you surround them with a couple other players. You have an overall better attacking scheme going forward. You have a better idea of how you want to play. Um, then I think he can fit in well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think Pines will be around. I'd be very surprised if they trade him. Um, but when does he, and, when does he uh, get into the be- lineup on a regular basis here this season? Do you see it coming or no? Um, I not, I mean, if we're going to, a, if we're going to a four back, two back, so two center back system, presumably, I think it could be tough this year. Um, I'm not sure. You, I, I think you see maybe some rotation there. Mm-hmm. He'll probably get some appearances, some chances. Um, I think it's going to depend on, you know, we've are, who, who leaves in that center back role and then who maybe opens up a slot where he can, where he can step up and sign in. Um, or if Wayne just says, you know what, we're going to give you the keys and, you know, we're going to try it out, try you out for, you know, March. And then if we start getting towards the window and things aren't looking well, we make a we make a move to try to bring someone else in. Um, the, I don't know. The tough move there would question. be you'd probably say, Steve, who's coming up on the end of a contract, you're the one who sits. And we, we, yeah. then we go Donovan Brendan here for, for the rest of this. I also don't think there are. I don't see the white flag flying yet publicly. And you, we all know historically they won't fly it until they are mathematically eliminated, regardless of anything else that, you know, any good sense that you see. <clears throat> but I think that once we get closer to that, if we continue to not pick up wins at all, I think maybe you're, you, you see that you see the rotation happen a lot more in those places with the young players. Uh, C Matthews 41 says thoughts on how Miguel Berry fits Compared to the slew of other strikers, we don't know much about Miguel Berry. I don't. Ted or I are not gonna. We're not gonna front there. On we're not what didn't watch him at San Diego. Uh, his we know that his production this year was down uh, compared to previously. But he's a young. A thing that DC United has lacked is young strikers on on this team. That's usually not a, a position where young players have gotten a lot of run. Le- like. They bought internationally some players who are not very old and have opportunities, but this is like a he's he's born internationally, but was raised in raised in the United States. This is like a young domestic ish player, uh, and they're going to see what they got with him. He seemed ready at Columbus enough to trade uh, to trade. Why can't I remember his name? The, the striker they traded uh, to Justice Zardes. Zardes clearly, yeah. clearly, clearly had impressed. Enough there to make that happen and didn't really fulfill the, the, the promise. But I think we're in a spot to see what he's got, him and Ola. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he, so. I think he'll play more as a target person. He does sort of fit, I think, pretty sure that they play sort of like a 4 2 3 1. Um, so assuming you place Taxi not necessarily as, or, you know, or Ravel Morrison. I'm curious. I'm still curious kind of where Taxi. I'm trying to figure out where Taxi's going to fit in all this. Does he move up as your striker? He seems like he plays better when, you know, sort of back from the ball. Uh, this change of formation is, is causing me to question a little bit about, you know, what what's the deal with the best player we have on this team right now? Right. Which is Taxi Funtas. Um, my idea, maybe he plays as sort of that 
shadow striker, but then also you just sign Ravel Morrison. So Ravel Morrison conceivably occupies that role unless you move him back a little bit. Um, so cu- curious, I'll be very curious to see what the how all this sort of fits in um, with what Wayne's trying to do. Red Card 5 says, is the FO shopping the entire team and is that why Gressel didn't know ahead of time? I think they're probably taking calls on everybody, yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's why Gressel didn't know. Uh, Eric Eversman asked about the starting 11. We kind of got into that. But who are the young people you want to see get minutes with an eye to 2023? I think Pines and Nyman are, are two players that you'd want to see get some minutes. Pines, Nyman, Hopkins. To continue. Um, yep. Yeah. Q to Pietro, certainly. Yeah. I, that that so. would be great to see Ted off the bench. Uh, it's Craig Fontes says, hype aside, and you know that's hard for me. How much of a difference are we really expecting Rooney will make to get us competitive? I know he's got the Rolodex, as folks keep saying, but given our current state, how much can he realistically do? It all depends on this offseason, right? And, and, and what yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a single season role. Preseason is going to be extremely important because it's going to be a bunch of players that haven't played with each other before, probably with the with the turnover that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's got that season, so it's going to be it's going to be different. Unlike any season you've ever been uh, as a, as a DC United fan, this is a short term engagement. Uh, that we're all going to watch uh, and see how it goes. I I don't know how much of it. I think it's hard to say, but I'm excited to see sort of what giving him the keys means uh, and what that what we're going to mm-hmm. look like next year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think right now we've seen. I think we've seen his ability to bring guys in and to attract players, and I think that is an important aspect to it. We're also seeing the ownership, you know, really willing to blow this thing up. Um, I mean, it would have been very, you know, we, we've seen them time and time again say, well, you know, they, they could have very said, well, Wayne, let's not blow it up completely. You know, why don't you assess the team? And then we get together in January. Nope. It was like, we need to just completely rehaul this whole thing. And they, they're letting them do it. And I think that is something, um, of note that I don't think would happen with another coach. Um, it's like an HGTV show uh, where, uh, the guy gets to come in and completely blow up the house and hopefully it, it looks good at the end of it. That, thank you for all your questions, yeah. and also thanks for sticking around for yeah. a marathon show. Uh, if you, if you're, you're, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. If you wanted to be listening to it on Monday night, make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Uh, if you mm-hmm. want to watch us live, you can always do that on Twitch uh, at 8.30 every Monday night. But also you can subscribe to Twitch uh, with your Amazon Prime subscription or just with regular. Uh, that doesn't get you anything, but it supports the show, and that helps us continue to, to justify to our significant others uh, all the time we spend doing this on monday nights <laughs> yep i think that's gonna do it for us tonight guys uh, if you listen on the twitch stream i think we've had a, a marathon show um so we appreciate you guys sticking around uh we will catch you guys uh next monday um and we'll uh look for the spirit the spirit content will come out on its usual thursday time frame we'll probably try to record that tomorrow anyway thank you guys so much for listening and we will sorry do you want to drop one more thing yeah so uh jackson say. hopkins uh, look out for him he'll be also dropping in this in this same podcast feed yep. later this week Yep, so definitely check that out. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.